Welcome to the Traffic Masters Show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the Dean and Founder of Directions University at DirectionsUniversity.com, calling in live this week from Bonita Springs, Florida, as I do each week on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. We have got yet another fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host, the Associate Dean of Directions University, Jack Humphrey, calling in live from Richmond, Indiana. And we have a very special guest with us today. She is Sandy Lawrence, a PR and marketing strategist. Sandy is the author of, oh my gosh, why did it just blew this out? Sandy, what is the name of your book? My book is um, Do-It-Yourself PR Guide. That's one of my books. I also have a marketing tip book, Store to Success with Marketing Tips. Um, and then, you know, of course, I've got chapters in different books. But not the main one is the Do-It-Yourself PR Guide. And you have developed programs including the PR Marketing Boot Camps, PR Mastery, and you really help and train and mentor participants to do their own PR and marketing effectively and with results. Sandy's marketing skills and wealth of knowledge to those who need the competitive edge that only a truly perceptive marketing expert can give. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sandy, and I think we've got Jack with us as well. Well, I am so excited to be here. Thank you both. So, Jack, I will let you jump in and talk to Sandy a little bit about PerceptiveMarketing.com. Okay, well, uh, thanks for being here, Sandy. Thanks. Um, It's uh, Christmas week, (laughs) so it's kind of been crazy around here. I couldn't even get in on time today. Uh, so yeah, tell us about uh, traffic and uh, and how you how you run it for yourself and your clients. Okay, I'd love to share that. Um, I've been in business, my own business, for 14 years um, as a marketing PR firm, and then in the last couple of years, with help from my business coach, have been really focusing on PR, and I've always had a real passion for small businesses, and when I look at the statistics of those that make it and those that don't, my goal has always been to help small businesses do marketing PR and realizing that a lot of them don't have a budget for a large public relations firm. I went after the businesses that I love anyway, and that was helping them help themselves. So I've always had a do-it-yourself philosophy for my business. And in the last few years, I've developed more programs along those lines. So while I do take clients at a full, you know, done-for-you level, at several levels, I also have a huge number of my clients that are interested in me coaching them and helping them, as well as, you know, I even have some group programs. So I try to have something do-it-yourself for every budget out there because, um I know I can help more people if I have, you know, more clients in the program. I can provide the 
the support and the help. And I, I tell all my, um, in my networking and when I'm meeting people for the first time, like I'm meeting you and Gina now for the first time, through my very good friend, Jan Riley, that I met in Atlanta at the uh, NAMS conferences. I've been several times to that and love Jan and love her artistic and creative work. And uh, so when she mentioned this interview, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'd love to do that. So how I drive traffic is through online services, um, online programs. I'm very heavy in the social media world, and um, one of my gr- proudest moments was in 2014 when I was named number 17 in Houston's top 100 social influencers. And so I believe that I come to the table with traditional public relations, traditional marketing, marketing 101, and at the same time in today's digital world, realizing that with all the noise and with all the other people that are vying for the client's ear, I help people to know how to get through that noise and reach their target market and reach their ideal client and get their traffic, build traffic for their business. So that's kind of my philosophy and my my business in a nutshell. Well, one of the things that's uh, kind of been ongoing for the whole of 2014 and, and really even beyond that is uh, the interplay between social and uh, search now, especially um, with Google's hummingbird changes. And, and so social drives so much. I mean, engagement is all the rage. That's probably the word of 2014 for marketers is engagement uh, or very close to that. And so what, how do you approach that with your, with your students and your clients and yourself when you're um, trying to turn social into something that first engages your audiences and then um, gets them to you know, engage with you further on your site on, um, with your products and services for those uh, clients of yours or uh, your students? How do you get them to put that whole picture together? Um, that's, that there's several different ways, actually. Uh, one of the things that I always suggest is that whether you're on social media or you're in the on a, a live interview like we are now or you're on television, wherever you are, that you are real and that you are the same regardless. So a lot of that is branding. A lot of that is through, um, you know, the message, having the right message for the right audience. And then just being authentic and having people, you know, don't try to make it a big sales pitch. Don't be salesy. My philosophy is that everyone wants to buy, but no one wants to be sold to. So I don't sell to anyone. I look at how I can serve them, and I teach my clients and my students, as you call them, my participants in my program. Uh, I love that student, so that's a great – I'm going to start calling them my students – so my ment- I am a mentor in a, in a lot of ways, and I do teach them to, um, you know, be real. If you're going to be on Facebook, don't use words that you would not use in person to someone. Be the same person whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever you are. Be real and be the same, and then tie that into your brand. And, you know, and your message so that your message is engaging and you invite people 
to, you know, be part of your tribe or your community, and but you have to give them a value. If you're not giving value, then they're not going to want to stay with you. You may be able to get someone to sign up real quick by having a, a freebie that you're going to give them to download, but if you want them to stay with you, then you have to continue giving value and continue to keep them in your programs. And I'm excited to say that I have very few people that once they sign up with me ever leave the program because I do promise and commit. And, I, you know, it's all about integrity. And I think um, sometimes, I think a lot of times that word has kind of been loosely used. So if I give my word to someone, I am going to keep that. And I think that's been very one of the real keys to the success that I've enjoyed. And I'm really, really grateful for the success I do have and for the my clients, my friends, and, you know, all that good stuff. I'm very grateful for it and consider myself very blessed to have the life that I have. So what are some of the things that you would say are uh, the the driving forces? If you were, well, let's let's do a hypothetical. Let's say that you were put to task today to start uh, a new site, a new presence, a new, you know, eventually a new brand uh, out there, or you were you were hired to do so by um, someone who was just getting started and really needs your help, really needs your advice on the traffic, uh, the traffic driving and the lead generation and things like that. I think it's easier to start with a clean slate because everybody listening has already got so many different iterations of of what we would call a, a web business or an offline business. And they're right in the middle of different things right now, like a different kind of campaign. They might be really into Facebook. They might be really into uh, their list building right now and using social and other means to do that. But if we were starting with a clean slate uh, and and you were put to task on what do we need to do first? There's a product or a service at the core of it. There's a website that's just been created, um, and the client is looking to you for the best, uh, quickest ramp up for traffic possible, traffic engagement, and, of course, sales. What would be your first steps? Well, that's great. That is, I mean, I love all the questions you're asking, Jack. That's great. So first of all, I would tell um, someone to do your homework. Do your homework, um, find out what's out there already, find out who your competition is, who your target market is. Uh, and it's, you know, that's not always as easy as it sounds, and it's not as easy today as it was at one time. So note, noting, you know, um, what age is your target market? Who is going to pay for your product? And it's, in thinking of that, I think of my own business and how I got into doing the do-it-yourself is I realized at one point that the people that I really wanted to help could not afford me. So they could not afford mm-hmm. to pay the PR services. So what I, I looked around and what could I do that would allow me to help the people that I had a real passion to help anyway and help them to get to where they could hire me. And so that's when I came up with the do-it-yourself program. And um so for a new person just starting out, do that homework to start with and know, you know, first of all, what is your passion and what do you love doing and what do you love about what you do, and then do your homework and have a plan. So, so, so important to have a plan, and that plan should include, you know, um, 
again, who your target market is and what is your message. And I, a lot of times when I meet with someone for the first time, and I do my homework before I meet with them, and I go look at their website, and I go look at their Facebook page and their any of their social media accounts. I go do all my homework, and then I'll go look at that particular product or service and see what other people are doing, and then I go for a meeting. And when I get there and I hear that person tell me what they do, I'm like, you know, what you actually do is so much more than I could tell from anything you've said about you on any place that I looked. So have a plan that includes, have you know, a very succinct but telling message that lets people know really what it is you do. And be honest about that and be authentic and all the stuff I said earlier. So have that plan, and then that plan should include how you're going to let people know that you exist. So it's a lot more than having a great product, having a great program or a service, and telling people. Even if you have a website, even if you have a blog, even if you have social media, you have to get out there and tell people what you do and how you do it and why you do it. And for me, that's where publicity comes in. That's why I focus on publicity rather than all of marketing. With publicity, you get known outside your circles. So if you send an email and you have an email blast and that email will, is you know, you got your email participants through some lead generation program, either a download from your website or another program, a webinar, all the things we all do, which are all great, and I do all of them. But once you have that list, you can you need, do need to continue to communicate with them, but that's not how you're going to let people outside that list know about you. And that comes from press releases, publicity, getting on television, radio, getting interviews like the one you do, Jack, and then you know, looking at appropriate magazines and all of that. That's why all of that information and how to do that and how to follow up is all included in my do-it-yourself PR guide. It's really available. I mean, I took a lot of time to do a lot of research to put in there step-by-step-by-step how to get publicity. So a long answer to your question. So, And being a person that (laughs) is a host a lot of times, sometimes I appreciate a longer answer than just yes or no. Um, so start with a plan and know all the proportions and all the pieces of that plan. Have a vision of where you want to end up. Know how long you want to take to get there. So have a long-term plan and a short-term. And then know what you want your outcome to be. And then from there, then develop that message, target market, and publicity. Wow, that was great. This is Gina. Hey, Sandy. Gina, I'm not sure if I totally answered the question you wanted, Jack. But Gina, if that was, if that answered it, well, good. I think it does. Yeah, I think it actually goes into Jan's question, which she had just uh, texted to me while you were answering that really nicely. So I'll let Jan ask her question. Okay. Great. Um, are you hearing me? Hey, Sandy. I'm hearing you just fine. Thanks. That's. That was a really wonderful answer. I guess one of the questions that I've been having is, what is the difference between, let's say, PR and a social media campaign or something like that? I think a lot of people, including myself, get that mixed up and want to know what the difference is, if there is a difference, and what the different benefit is. It's like marketing. It's like a, you know, marketing is like this overall umbrella, and underneath marketing comes all kind of pieces to it. And I think publicity is the same thing, public relations. And publicity, 
publicity is getting known, you know, just really getting the word out there. And I believe that one of the tools or one of the vehicles for that is social media. So if you send out a press, if you create a press release, you write a press release, uh, which I do that for all my clients, and some of them, depending on at what level, more than one per month. So I have one client that we did three press releases a month, every month for the entire year 2014, and we're getting ready now to do a year in review because I've got documented. It's really, we've documented every time she spoke, every time she had an event, every time she had a new product, we've documented it all. And along with some creative ones that said, you know, hey, it's, um, you know, hurricane season in the south, so we're watching for hurricanes. And how about, how do you watch for storms in your business or in your life? So, you know, I do a lot of creative kind of things as well. So back to the difference, though, between publicity and social media, and the I believe they complement each other. The, uh, with publicity, you can leverage social media, or social media can leverage what we do for the in the press releases. So, for example, if I do a press release for a client, like the one I was just talking about, Michelle Sism in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana is her name. What I do, and that gave her a little bit of publicity on you guys' show, so, um, and she'd be a great guest for you at some point as well. But she, um, she has a, she's a business coach in Lake Charles, very well-known, very high-end, very much a, a business coach. So when I do a press release for her, I send it out through one of the PR distribution services, PR Newswire, PR Web, or and then sometimes if it's a smaller event, we'll send it out to one of the free distribution services. All of that to get her information on the web. We use keywords. We use all the right phrases. We've done all the studies to see what do we put in that press release that someone searching the web will find her, and that's outside her list, outside her circle of influence. And then I take that same press release and send it individually to, first of all, the newspapers and magazines in the Lake Charles, Louisiana area, which is where she is, and then to Houston, which is where I am. And then if it's about an event in Boston, we send it to all the the media in Boston. And after I do all of that, we take that same press release and we put it on every social media site. I put it on Facebook as a note, go to my Facebook page, create a note, which automatically puts it on my timeline, and I tag her so she knows it went out and she can, some of her other people that work for her, she can copy it to her her Facebook and her social media. And then I put it on LinkedIn because it's a business, and so being very mindful of what the market is and the audience is for each one of the social media sites, I put that on LinkedIn. And then I take that same press release and break it up into as many 140-character sentences as possible, and I tweet out that entire press release, tagging, in each case, tagging her, tagging the local media, tagging someone that we're looking to build a relationship with, all of that. And that's for every press release I do. So that gives you publicity, social media, engagement, all the things that we talked about before. So to answer your specific question, the difference between social media and publicity, I think they're a little bit different, but they very much complement each other. Well, one so, one is driven by a purpose, and another is uh, a set of tools. 
so Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like you 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 very well described what the purpose was for doing any of it at all. And uh, one of my original questions was going to be, well, what's the difference today between what people traditionally said about PR 10 years ago and what they say today with the advent of social media and everything else? Just And there's no difference. It's just new channels. And the main difference between the two is one is a set of tools and the other is driven by a purpose and using all of the tools to further that purpose, to further that message, to get it out in front of the right audience. Is that a fair way to sum it up? I think that's a very fair way, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. I think one of the differences is the amount of people that have, you know, that create what we commonly call noise because there's so many more people on the web than there were before we had the Internet or before we used the Internet or before we had all the social media avenues that we do have and the tools and vehicles. It was a lot less people, you know, the media got a lot less press releases and had a lot, um, you had a lot better chance, I guess is what I'm trying to say, of getting in the media than today. Today it's more important than ever to be authentic, to reach your target market, to zero in, focusing on who is that target market that you want to reach and how do you reach them and where are they. So if my target market is my age, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm 70, if my, if I'm reaching my target market, I still want to do social media because we are on social media, but not like if my target market is the millennium generation or X or Y or whatever generation. So the younger audience is, you know, like way more on social media than my generation, so I am going to make sure that I focus my efforts on the area and the vehicle that will be the strongest. For example, I mentioned before, if it's a business press release, then LinkedIn is a great place to be because it's all about business. But if it's a social, fun event, then Facebook is going to be where you want to be. And then, you know, Twitter is kind of a combination. And because of the shortness, the brevity, the 140 characters, the media loves it because they don't have to read through all the fluff to get to exactly what is the point of this message. And so that's why you see a lot more media people commenting and mentioning Twitter than you do some of the others. Well, along those lines, the media thing, There's, um, I've always had a, a bit of a prejudice against uh, traditional media because in the beginning they didn't have websites. They didn't um, really get into that. And, you know, in the beginning uh, the newspaper wasn't dying like it almost all but has now, the traditional newspaper that people would sit on their porches and read when people used to sit on their porches. And... <laughs> It's, it changed so much, and I just gave it up. I was like, oh, that's just offline news. And now, of course, we know that it's completely online news, and it might have a, a paper newsletter attached to it, which is what we still call newspapers. But So they have a lot more capacity to print more stuff because it's really unlimited. They don't have to worry about how many pages the paper is and how much that costs. It's their website. So they can do an infinite number of things. But but I think the prejudices against uh, typically online businesses uh, going to or worrying too much about media, traditional media, are still alive and well today. But 
what are some of the things, since there is a lot more competition, a lot more noise, what are some of the things that you have sent out, some campaigns that you've done, if you can give us an example of one, that you targeted it toward uh, traditional media and it got picked up? What, what's getting picked up more often than other things? Have you noticed any trends or um, any advice that you can give people as to what traditional media is looking for when they want to pick up a story? Well, I I believe that the same is true today as it was when I started doing this full-time for myself 14 years ago, and that is um, it's all about relationships. So um, today it's even more important that when you send a press release or anything, even social media, that you have a relationship with the person. And it's a lot more than just being friends on Facebook, although that's a great place to start. And I found that um, when I send out um, a press release or when I'm going to tag, like I mentioned earlier, then I want to make sure that the person I tag or the person I comment to or the person I mention on Twitter is interested in it. So, for example, I would do my homework and make sure that if what I'm sending them is a feature story, I'm not going to send it to the business section or I'm not going to send it to the sports editor or anything like that. And in reverse, if it is a sports story, that better be who I'm targeting. So I make sure that I know who to contact and I build relationships with them. And and I've, I've already built relationships, of course, over 14 years, so I continue to nourish those relationships, and also they know they can trust me. So when I send them something, it's not that I'm sending it to everybody in the world. We have the Houston Chronicle here, and I and one of my um, one of my uh, clients is a restaurant in downtown Houston. So massive restaurants, they have two in downtown Houston, and they're a fairly new client. Been working with them for a few months. So everything I do now for them is targeted towards food. And we did have, so this is their 70th anniversary. I did research to see, are they the oldest restaurant in Houston? And I couldn't find that they, I couldn't find anything that said they were or they were not. So we just said, you know, from all of our research, we can find no restaurant in Houston older than 70 years old. And they have a huge family background and all this stuff. So I put together this entire package and I um, sent it to the Houston Chronicle. Well, that got picked up. So by traditional media, traditional newspaper, like even a print newspaper, because uh, we have print copies, they put this huge spread in there with pictures. They actually sent a photographer out to the restaurant and had them take, um, they took pictures of the food, took pictures of the owners, took pictures of everything. They're, the two restaurants are going through a rebranding because after 70 years, you know, they're like old school kind of, and they want to reach out to the younger people. So they're building new names even, new signs, new logos, new everything. And using traditional media, we're making sure, so we're tracking that. Every time they get a new sign, every time they get a new look, we're putting that on, sending that to the Chronicle, also publishing it on all the social media sites. And now after the first of the year, they're going to be having an event where they're going to invite their customers in and have, you know, a celebration of the new look and all of that. So that's an example of what's going on right this minute. But it's because I knew the people at the Chronicle. I know the food editors there. Uh, we also have several papers in, in Houston that 
um, that I have relationships with. Now, my next move will be to get them on one of the television shows that, you know, about food and about what's going on in Houston, about the oldest restaurant in Houston. So just using all of the traditional marketing 101, PR 101, and then using social media at the same time has really gotten me a very happy client. So that was, that was, it probably was, pays to it probably pays to know somebody who knows somebody in this case yeah, with that's you busy true. marketers and like you you've done a lot to build those relationships. Tell me about give me an idea of, of how much work over time it has taken to have the relationships that you do with these guys so that our listeners can get an idea of why it would be very very valuable to simply go to the person in their area like you who has done all of this work because it is a considerable amount of, of work over years and years of time, right? It has been, definitely. It has included me, um, you know, contacting them directly. Not only, and, you know, and what, one of the things we haven't talked about is like the age-old method of communication called the telephone. And um, and I I still do that today, even though, you know, you have to be careful about bugging people and stuff and so um, if I've got a really big event going on, I'll call one of the media and say, is this something you guys are interested in? Because I realize that, you know, they could cut me off at any time, so I do want to continue those relationships. Um, and going back, as you said, it has been very time-consuming. And, again, I have to tell you that it's also always, and I, in, in the essence of being as authentic as I tell people to be, it's been a lot of times where I just happened to be at the right place at the right time as well. And um, I remember when I was first getting started, and I've worked a lot with authors, a lot with publishers, um, and a lot of businesses that want to write a book and all of that. So I love, love, love working with the whole publishing industry. And I sent a press release to one of the local stations um, in 2004, Five, I don't remember, right after I got started, a couple of years after I got started. And I had a new children's book author, and we were doing the promotion. Typical, typical, typical. Press release, the whole thing, building relationships. And I sent it to this local television station, and I got a phone call immediately from her. From the, I got a call, phone call from the vice president of news at the station, and she said, can you come down and see me? Well, you know, so I set this appointment, went down the next day, and in my mind, I'm like, wow, that must have been a really powerful press release, you know, that she called me immediately. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. I get there and find out the reason she was interested is because she had just written a children's book, just published it. And she's like, wow, I didn't know you represented children's book authors. So um, that began a relationship that continues to this day, and she's no longer with that station. She's been at a couple of different stations. But every time she will get in touch with me and say, Sandy, um, you know, what's going on? Any new authors, any new clients you want to promote? And I always know that she also has done something that she wants me to help her with. It's a really, really give-and-take world out there. So I know when she contacts me, and then I'll always say, Kathy, you know, what can I do for you? What are you going on? And I consider her a very good friend today, and she just contacted me again a few months ago, and she had just moved back to Houston and had a bunch of stuff going on and wanted to reconnect, and I'm like, that's what building relationships is all about, and that's knowing that I can trust her 
and she'll always help out my clients, and the, it's by, and she knows she can trust me that I'll always be there to help her with whatever she's working on at the moment. So as you said, if you're just getting started and you don't have all those relationships, then one of the best places to start, and you're very blessed that we have that today, is social media. Still, I still buy a list every year of all the journalists in the Houston area. I still attend a lot of PRSA, Public Relations Society of America, attend those events, keeping the relationship with other PR people and the media and the journalists and the social media. And so to start with social media, pick a local station. And here's a philosophy that I found works very well. It's easier to be the big fish in a little pond than it is to be a little fish in a big pond. So if you have a local station, like we have a local Fox station, Fox 26, and it's much easier to get in there than it is sometimes one of the big three, the um, uh, you know ABC, NBC, and all that. I, mean, I still had a lot of success with them, but Fox has been local. It's very they want to do local news. They're always pro- um, uh, promoting local businesses. So I've had a great time building relationships with all the people at Fox 26, and especially with Kathy, who was the vice president of news years ago. So build relationships, find a local station. Smaller newspapers are a great place to start. So I don't have to start with the Houston Chronicle. I can start with the 1960 Sun, which is in my neighborhood, and get get visibility there as well. And, you know, um, I always go to their website, Go to their blog, see what they're interested in. Are they interested in, you know, politics? Are they interested in, you know, sports? Are they interested in, as I am, um, uh, reading and education? And um, that that's been one of my passions always is reading and helping people learn to read. And so, um, anyway, so that's just kind of just figure out what they like. And then when you tweet them, retweet them, um, or tweet to them, or you you know like them on Facebook. Be able to comment on some of their the things they do. Most of them have a Facebook page in addition to their personal profile, and I go like that page. I stay up to it. I follow them, and you know all of those kind of things. Just getting to know them as much as having them get to know who I am. And then it's very important to be very positive in your um, encounters with them as well. Don't go being critical of what they're doing, and don't compliment them unless it is something you really believe in. So be authentic. But I always look to see, you know, like if someone's commenting on, you know, veterans. I have a real passion for helping veterans, and so I always comment on that. And like I said, education and literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, always make comments on those. So just, you know, be real, be authentic and yet be positive with them at the same time. And that's just kind of how you start out with building relationships, that it is, and not but, and it is very time-consuming. So just set aside a certain amount of time every day to do nothing, 15 to 30 minutes, to do nothing but just build relationships so that when you contact them, they know who you are. So there must be people like you all over the world, or at least all over North America, right? I you think know, they're all over the world, world, really. So I think there's people that yeah. do public. 
So if you guys are reading between the lines, there's there's the do-it-yourself way. You should be on that track right now and, and, and working it right now and building your own relationships. But if you've got a launch, you've got a new book, or you've got something that has to get out there, you can't go back in a time machine and develop the kind of relationships that people like Sandy have over years of time. So you would want to go find your Sandy <laughs> or find Thank Sandy you. herself at her website, at perceptivemarketing.com. But really, I mean, it would be ridiculous for people to go, okay, I'm going to do a publicity campaign, and now all of a sudden I'm going to go and reap the rewards of someone who's had benefit, the benefit of working with people over years of time. So, well, and I do uh, remember I do have those group programs. Well, I, I'm, I very um, much love helping people. So if you – I actually have another website called Perceptive Public Relations, and on there there is a, an assessment, a PR assessment. So if you're interested in having a strategy session with me, I do not charge for those, and you can fill out that assessment, and it will help me to know kind of how to help you. And um, so then you can go your way, or um, you can find out about my programs, but it is not. I don't use it as a sales pitch. I use it to give you valuable information that would help you with your publicity. Who do you reach? Who's your target market? And how do you make those shortcuts that you're talking about, Jack? So um, there are shortcuts. There's a lot of people, and I use them. I mean, I don't claim to know the media in Los Angeles like I do in Houston or New York City. I just came back to New York City, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my goal is to have the relationships in New York City. So, uh, But I don't now. So I do have, though, as you said earlier, I have contacts there that I can contact and say, you know, who would you recommend and how can I get the word out about this? And I hire them occasionally. If I need somebody to help me market a book in New York City, which is the publishing capital of the world, then I, you know, hire somebody there to help me with it. Or I'll hire someone there to send out a press release from there to their people they have a relationship with. So it really is all about, you know, I have my circle of influence, you have your circle of influence, and how can I tap into yours and you tap into mine? And that's really where traffic really, really does work. And I know, Jack, you're, you're familiar, and you guys are both familiar, that um, you know all of the ways of getting multiple uh, online programs going, and that is from having someone with a large list that would tell people about your product or your service. So those relationships are very key. I think Jan had a question. Yes, I do. Yes, I, do. Um, I know I'm echoing, I know I'm so I'll echoing, make this quick. So make this quick. What, are what are the elements of a great, of a great press, press release? release? And do you and use do the you options use the like options video, like video linking, linking, and the paid, and the paid services? services? Can you give me a little pro-con pro list? Yes, I certainly can, and that's great. And I actually have an entire um, PR mastery program coming up in January that's all about the press release. Because press releases can be written multiple ways. And there, if you go online and do a search through Google for press release templates, you can find them everywhere. I would suggest that you make sure you don't, you know, you make sure it's attractive, has great information. The start has to have a headline, a headline that hooks people in so they want to read the rest of it. So, and remember, I'm 70, so I learned to do press releases long ago when they were, like, the very traditional. And so I still have a tendency to do those when I write them. 
and so therefore I hire other writers sometimes to help me when it's going to be like a big story versus the traditional who, what, where, when, why, and how. But in my press releases, I always have a strong headline and then a summary of the press release. And then the first paragraph will have every bit of information that I need to know or I need my reader to know about an event or a product or a service or what the press release is about. And um, so that will start with the location. You know, I've got a traditional header there that has all the contact information, my contact information, my website, my email, my cell number. And then um, and then the, the second paragraph is goes into a little more detail about the product or the service or the company or whatever. And then the next, you know, that I can, if, if I have enough information, I'll do three paragraphs, no more, because the last piece of it is going to be the about. So if my press release is about is for my client the masses restaurant then that last section will be about masses restaurants and then i just give some traditional facts about the restaurant been in business 70 plus years blah 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 that whole thing goes there with you know here's their website to go for additional information or to contact them or to visit the restaurant and then then i'll have again at the bottom my information for an interview i i put a strong call to action at the end contact me immediately to talk to one of the owners of masses and to schedule an interview or a photo shoot or anything like that so i have a strong call to action at the end so that's the press release and then i do use press release services as i mentioned earlier and some of them are paid, some are very expensive, five, $600 per press release, and then some are less. And, you know, it's all about getting what you pay for. But you want to make sure that it's going to be, um, you know, sent out through all of the different search engines, that you, keywords, you can enter your keywords, that you have links to your social media sites, and, um, and also to videos, as you said, Jan. So... I put in um, social media, like, you know, just like a link to a YouTube video on almost every press release I do. So I have not done one yet where it's nothing but a video, Uh, but I know some people are doing that, and that's becoming even more popular. So far, I've done the combination so that we have the written information, a video about that topic, and then access to social media sites and um, then using all the keywords. But it's very important to do a press release and um, and get it out in multiple ways, just sending it out to one thing in the media. And, and just doing one press release, honestly, if I have one thing that people tell me more than anything else when they come to talk to me is like, I mean, I'm not sure PR works because I sent out a press release and I didn't get any response, or I sent out a few press releases. So PR is just like anything else. It's just like social media. You can't go on Facebook and post one post and expect that you're going to get clients and lots of friends and a lot of activity. You want to have, you want to continue, and it's all about that, um, you know, being resilient, continuing, keeping on, um, having, um, you know, just just being consistent and persevering. That's the word I was looking for, persevering. And if people ever ask me, what is the one tip you would give people about being successful using uh, marketing or PR, it's all about 
perseverance, persistence. Just keep on keeping on and knowing that, um, you know, it takes more than one blog post for you to be a blogger. Um, it takes more than one um, press release for you to be a publicity expert. So, um, so it's very key. And then, again, as a little plug, I have sample press releases all throughout my do-it-yourself PR guide. Cool, because we need those. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that occurred to me uh, right away uh, was watching how new media works, and we're part of new media. We are. We're not. It's not the media and us. We are the media, uh, with so or we have the opportunity to be. And the smart people have. I've got a friend that I went to high school with who uh, is is getting ready to be the next. Um, quite literally the next woman who <laughs> is in the young adult uh, space with movies. She's already got a movie deal from her book and um, it's really, really, really taken off in the biggest way you possibly can, like Harry Potter and uh, Hunger Games kind of level of stuff. And her publicity campaign through her publisher uh, is working um, on the level that a great big publisher that, that pulls out all the stops for their winning books, and they've chosen her as one of their obvious winning books, They'll do a lot more publicity, but if you do your, you know, own publicity and you do, you syndicate through like PR web and services like that, and then you, uh, I've noticed that these guys are a lot more successful when they support their own stuff because they have their own audiences. Like the woman I'm talking about has a very large Facebook following, so everything that her publicist does, she mirrors and talks about on her own Facebook and with her own crowd. They pay more attention to her than than a general press release site which they may never see actually so they're getting exposed to things they never would if it wasn't for her and i would say the same is true for all of us is that when you put something out there don't expect the the um the machine to do all of the work because publishers publicists and everything else nobody's expecting uh everybody those guys to just do all the work that they did in the old days you know the don draper days where you just get a really big advance on your book and then they would do all the marketing and you'd sit back and and fish or smoke cigars or whatever you do while the money comes in and the notoriety and the interviews come in today we have to be a participant in our own uh thing right would you say that's a, a fair assessment there i would say that is a more than fair assessment that's exactly dead on accurate and i can tell you that just looking back over the you know the time that i've been uh, working and i did get started in the days when um i made my annual trips to new york city to the javits center and we had book expo america and there was all these book launches where they were giving away hundreds and hundreds of copies of a new book coming out and that book, you would see it the next week on the end cap at Barnes & Noble and on and on and on. Publicity, which costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so, yes, I, I was there and I was, you know, there when they would hire me to do the Houston tour. And authors would be making the cross-country tour to all the bookstores and all that stuff. So those were what I call the good old days. And they were fun. It was fun. It was fun. But But in today's market... It really is a team effort. So the only way you get a publisher to pay for that kind of publicity and that kind of marketing is if they know it is going to be, like you said, a new Hunger's game, uh, um, Hunger Games or, um, you know, one of the new ones that's out, Twilight series or one of those. It, it, but mm -hmm. they, you know, it's like you have to prove it first before they do spend that kind of money. So in my case, and, I, and the 
clients that I typically work with, I it has always been a team effort. And the more that I get, the more effort I get from the client, the better the publicity. Because it is a matter of every time I post something, you repost it. And I do that with my client I mentioned earlier from Lake Charles. She has me as her PR person, but she also has a social media person. And we constantly, if I post a press release, I send it to her. She will do it through her social media efforts. And then my client will do it through hers. And so it reaches, like I said earlier, those circles, a lot of circles, which means a lot of people. And I had someone recently tell me, I want you to do for me like you do for Michelle Sism because I see her name every time I go on any social media site or open up any document. And I said, that's because she's got a team of people. It's not just me, and although I'd love to take credit for it, it's not just me. It's her social media person. It's her, the client herself that does a lot of posting. And then everybody on her team just copies and, you know, reposts, replays, retweets, all of that. It really does take a group effort to reach through, like we talked about earlier, all that noise and reach your ideal market. Again, though, it's very it's very critical that we know who is that ideal market and who's going to not only be interested in what you have to say, but if you have a product or something for sale, which we hope you do, that they are they buy it. So that means it has to be not only in the realm of people that are interested in you, but those that can afford you as well. So that's why my marketing is tailored. You know, I do one thing for the people that are on a do-it-yourself level. I do something totally different for those that are interested in someone just taking over and managing and running their entire PR campaign, like my restaurants in downtown Houston. Well, Sandy, this has been really helpful today. Thank you so much. And just a reminder for everyone, you can find Sandy at PerspectiveMarketing.com. Go over there and check out what Sandy's got to offer. You can even get her uh, for a strategy session if you want, right on her website. And let me, I just need to correct you, it's Perceptive Marketing, so P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-V-E, Marketing, and also Perceptive Public Relations. So I have both those websites. The perceptive public relations is where you can, I mean, the free download there is 50-plus ideas doing a press release. Like if you run out of ideas or you're not sure when to do a press release, there's all kind of ideas and ways and means there to do it. Um, also, as I said earlier, that strategy session, just you don't even have to fill out the assessment to get a strategy session. You can really just contact me. Um, but if you want me to have to know what you've been doing and where you've been and what publicity you've already done, that assessment and it gets emailed to me automatically and we can schedule a time together. But I, I this sure has been fun. I really appreciate it and it's been great fun. Thanks for inviting me. I'll make sure we get perceptive public relations into the show notes as well. We only had perceptive marketing in there. Jan, maybe you could okay, take thanks. care of that for us. And any final words of wisdom for our listeners today? The final thing is we're entering a new year, 2015. Um, evaluate what you did in 2014 that worked and keep on doing it. Um, and if you tried something multiple times and got no response, then think about tweaking it or doing something different. But just look at where you want to be by the end of 2015. What's the outcome you want to see for this year? 
and just get in there and do it and just you know um look at having a mentor or having a you know friend or someone that can hold you accountable so many many things you can do to help you reach the success and now in today's world this is the best time to be a business owner because there are so many opportunities at a very low cost so take advantage of them and just get out there and do it well, thank you again, Sandy. <clears throat> if we can ever do anything to help you or your clients, please just get in touch with us. And I would love to build, speaking of building relationships, I would love to have a relationship with, with all of you because I didn't know you until Jan contacted me. So I'm going to be following up and looking at your website and um, see what we can do to build a relationship there. And I would love to talk to you about that. Well, fantastic. I'll have Jen get you into our calendar so we can all get together and get to know one another a little better. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. And now we have Jen Riley, founder of You Create You, with another DU faculty member and bachelor student, Virginia Parsons. Hi, this is Jan Riley, and today I'm here with Virginia Parsons. Hey, Virginia. Hi, this is Jan Riley, and I'm here on Traffic Masters with Virginia Parsons. Virginia, welcome to the show. I know you have a real passion for Google Hangouts, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Hi, Jan. It's great to be here. And yes, I do have a passion for Hangouts. Uh, I am actually known as the Hangout Mentor. And I'm known as a Hangout Mentor because what I do is really help individuals, entrepreneurs, men and women reach new heights of visibility, social influence, and success using Google Hangouts on Air. You know, it is the hottest trend in marketing today and one of the best ways to brand your business and to really reach new heights of authority, a recognition as an expert in your field. So, yes, I am passionate about Hangouts on Air. So what got you interested in the Google Hangouts? Well, I'll tell you, I have been in coaching for about 25 years, actually, as a hypnotherapist life coach, which I termed hypnocoaching, (laughs) doing it for a number of years where people were coming to my office, had an office open, and yet I was having people, you know, as your reputation grows, I had people that were coming to me from greater and greater distances, and I had people who wanted to work with me who were cross-country. So, you know, that's not practical, and so I was looking for ways to be able to work with them. I started out with Skype, but I wasn't really all that pleased with uh, the Skype connections. So I just sort of stumbled into Hangouts and thought, oh, my gosh, what a great vehicle for doing this. So when you're working with people in, in hypnosis, I don't know what you know about that, but you really need to see the person. You need to see, you know, physically how they're responding. I, I look a lot at facial muscle reactions. I look a lot at body reactions, breathing response patterns, all those kinds of things that give me signals as to, you know, what's going on subconsciously. So when I discovered Hangouts as a great modality for doing this, I thought, oh, I'm going to switch, you know, my whole focus because I now have the ability to have um, clients on a global scale rather than, you know, at a local area. I'm here in Reno, Nevada, and, you know, you've got a, a great local clientele, but when you have people that want to work with you from greater distances, I was handicapped until I started working with Hangouts on Air. It provided to me the perfect vehicle for coaching. 
and also the ability to automatically record privately the session that we were having. And as a result, I could provide that to the client, and they would be able to review the session, actually go into the session again if it was a session where I was programming them with some deep subconscious ideas and suggestions that they could act upon. The more they could hear it and see it, the more uh, they could get the benefits of it. So that's how I got started. And then I started to discover the power of it just for branding and marketing. And as I realized that, I went into uh, more extensive training. Um, I took a, a Hangout Marketing Challenge course and ended up at the end of the challenge were about 400 of us in this course, and I became one of the top finalists for Hangout Marketer of the Year. Wow. Uh, and I just started to use it in so many different ways, uh, and I became enamored with it and passionate about it. And as a result, I really transformed my whole career. I still do coaching, and I apply a lot of the mindset principles from hypnosis and hypnotherapy, but I am really focused in on Hangouts on Air and how do I use this technology? How do I embrace it for helping let people know about me, uh, branding my business, um, creating what I think is so important with Hangouts is the connection factor. Absolutely. And, you know, I've always been a big proponent of technology when it enhances communication. Well, yes, that's why uh, really social media has taken off the way it has. Right. And when you, I mean, I have relationships that I've developed through Hangouts that are, you know, people I've never met, but I feel like I know them just like a best friend. Yeah. And that is because this technology is so powerful that way. Yeah. And and how do you see people using this in ways you never expected? Well, in uh, something that I just finished uh, teaching, I had a six-week or a six-module course that I just taught taught on Hangout course creation. So that's one of the ways. You can use Hangout to create your courses. And from those Hangouts, then you can leverage yourself. You can um, repurpose the Hangouts because you've got a video created from the Hangout. So you can, you can upload that Hangout and you know, strip the audio out of it and end up doing blog uh, blogcasting, as you would say, podcasting. Uh, you can use it and take, and you can get the transcripts from it, and you end up with the ability to have articles or create ebooks. I created a, a series of Hangouts last summer that were all on how to make money using Hangouts on Air. And I did uh, seven different Hangouts. They weren't all that long, but they were all in different aspects and ways you could monetize Hangouts. One of those ways that I already talked about earlier is, of course, using Hangouts for coaching. But by the time I was done with that seven-segment series of Hangouts, I was able to transcribe that and put it into a really good book that I just went ahead and added images to. So I think that the uses of Hangouts are only limited by your imagination because wow. anything that you can do with video, you can do with a Hangout. Again, the difference with video and Hangouts is Hangouts are live. You have a live audience that you can interact with. And the key to using Hangouts effectively, in my opinion, is having an audience that can be part of the Hangout experience where you can <laughs> gather comments, you can respond to them in live. Uh, you can ask party audience actually come inside the Hangout with you and they can you know, be a part of the Hangout, be a part of the screening, so to speak, part of the broadcast. So 
you know, really use your imagination. Well, anything you can do with video and anything you can do with broadcasting, you can do with Hangouts. The difference is in broadcasting, you have to go to some studio someplace. With right. a Hangout on Air, you can set your studio up right in your own home, which is what I have done. I completely am with you on this. I find that some of the most effective people in business on the Internet today use the tools that help people really get to know them. And there is just nothing better than this one for doing I agree. I I agree. And you know how many people still don't know it exists or don't know what a hangout on air is? There are so many small entrepreneurs that now have the opportunity to really compete with the big guys and girls out there because of the ability of having this tool and having it be a totally free technology. So those who don't know about it or might know about it but are afraid to embrace it because they're intimidated by the technology, they need me. (laughs) That's why I'm the Hangout Mentor because I can help them overcome their being timid about the technology. I can help them learn how to relate to the camera as though they're relating to their best friends. Yeah. And help them really get themselves out there in a big, visible way. And all of a sudden, they can go from anonymity to being a real authority in their field, in their passion, just because they've embraced this technology. Exactly. And they can do what they're best at. That's the part I right. love. They, what they're best at is relating to their customers, to connect and right. them with their problems. It is not about technology. So uh, to me, that is what makes this so powerful for business because it lets them do what they're really excellent in. And tell tell people how they can find out more about you and the programs that you offer. Well, I have a couple of suggestions. I'm going to give you the easiest one for your audience since they're using, you know, this is an audio transmission. And that is that they pick up their phone and they text me. This is the quickest and easiest way. And here's the number. Just text to the number 307-269-2040. Again, the number is 307-269-2040. And in the text, all they have to do is type the word success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Okay? Type the word success in that text and send that that number, and you will be linked right up to my Hangout Marketing Assessment, which... Once again, this is Jan Riley with You Create You, and stay tuned for the rest of Traffic Masters Radio Show. Well, thank you so much, Jan. Well, Jack, another great episode of Traffic Masters. Talking away on mute again, Jack. Yes, and I was just talking away. I didn't want to make a bunch of noise during Jam's thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. It was. One more to go to wrap up 2014, everyone. Jack and I will be back next week, same time, same place. And next week we're going to replay the amazing Traffic Vortex show that we did a few months ago. What a great way to wrap up 2014 and get everyone ready for 2015, isn't it, Jack? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. They're going to love that. Best, best tune in while you're uh, getting over your Christmas and getting ready to get into New Year's. <laughs> and when we come back on January 6th, 
Jan's going to be with us, and Jack and I are going to be talking about what DU has in store for all of you in 2015. Get ready, because it's going to be big. Have a great holiday, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you again here at DU on Traffic Masters in the New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters, from traffic to conversion to business success.